In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the Sunday of the man born blind, and we are now, glory be to God, towards the end of this holy journey of Great Lent. And next week, God willing, we will be celebrating the Palm Sunday and entering into the, the beautiful Holy Week of the Church. The Gospel today actually is not really about the healing of a physical blind man. The Gospel today is about the life of faith, or we might say the light of faith, that opens to man when Christ comes to give him the gift of faith. Um, I want to I wanna actually go towards the end of the story, to the end of the Gospel, to open for us sort of the key that opens for us the meaning of the Gospel this morning. And oftentimes when Christ performed the miracle, at the end is when the meaning of the miracle becomes clear, the spiritual meaning of the miracle becomes clear. So at the very end of the story, we read that Christ spoke to the people and especially to his accusers. And he said, for judgment, I have come into the world that those who do not see may see and those who see may be made, may be made blind. For judgment I have come into the world that those who do not see may see, like the blind man. And those who see may be made blind. So what is this judgment that Christ is speaking about? It's not a judgment of punishment. He's not saying I came to punish the world. But I came to judge the world. I came for judgment. And here judgment is a, is a division, a separation a discerning between two. We might look to another point in the Gospel to help us understand what he means by judgment here. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, Christ says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, then he will sit on his throne, the throne of his glory. All the nations will be brought, will be gathered before him, and he will separate them, separate them, one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So here it's not a question of Christ turning sheep into goats. He's not punishing a goat for being a goat. He's simply differentiating, separating, discerning between who are the sheep and who are the goats. So Christ today, he says to the people, he says to us, I've come for judgment. I've come for judgment. Those who believe and those who do not believe. Those who will allow me to open their eyes, who will receive from me the gift of faith, and those who remain in the darkness of their desires and of the illusions of this world. And this is the judgment. The judgment is we, is our decision. It's not a punishment from God. We choose whether to receive the gift of faith and to be the sheep or to refuse and to be the goat. And then the disciples asked in the beginning, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Again, they still want 
to go back to a physical understanding of what's happening. Why is he physically blind? Must be sin, his sin or his parents' sin, but somebody is the cause of his physical blindness. And Jesus again corrects them from misunderstanding the whole purpose of the story, of the whole purpose of the, the miracle. He says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him as long as, now what are the works of God? You might say, well, for him to heal a blind man, to give, to give sight to the blind, that's not the works of God. That's not the main work of God. Otherwise he would have done it with all the blind men. But then he says what? As long as I am in the world, but I am the light of the world. So neither this man nor his parents sinned. It's not about sin. It's not about punishment. It's not even about a physical defect. It's about that through him, you will see the glory of God, which is the gift of faith. The gift of faith. And he says that this gift of faith is presented in the face of the one who is speaking to the blind man, in the face of Christ. Finally, the, the, the last important key, again, that opens for us the meaning of the gospel today. And this is the, the climax. This is the pinnacle of, of the story. Jesus found the man who was born blind, who had been... Uh, cast out, and Jesus found him and he said to him, what? Do you believe in the Son of God? See, the story comes full circle to the, to the point, to the meaning. Why did all of this happen? What, what, why, why this miracle? Why all this discussion? Why all this controversy? For him to ask this one question, do you believe in the Son of God? The whole story rests on this question. It is the purpose of everything that has happened thus far, and it is the purpose of, of the meaning of the gospel for us. So let's dissect this a little bit more. Do you believe in the Son of God? So then the question is, to believe, is it God's work or is it my work? Is it, is it a gift from God or is it an act of man? It might seem that faith is simply a human choice. I choose to believe or I choose not to believe. But again, what did Christ say? I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, the, the, the act of faith, is it God or me? God. He comes to us. He approaches us. He makes himself known. He reveals himself to us. He introduces himself to us. He leaves a trace of himself all around us. And he says, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you recognize my face? Do you recognize my voice? Of course, faith then requires a response. But first thing that is, is essential because this is why none of us have an excuse. Nobody in the world has an excuse. Faith is a descent of God toward man. This is the most basic criteria of faith. Faith is the descent of God toward man. But once faith has been presented, once faith has been delivered, expressed, presented, then man must, must respond. 
And this is, the, this is the, 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 the movement of the spiritual life. God presenting Himself to us and our response. But it's interesting that this last week we celebrated the Feast of the Annunciation. And what is so awesome in the story of the Annunciation is that God comes to humanity asking permission. He comes to the Virgin through the message of the Archangel Gabriel and she represents all of us, our human nature, our humanity, the world. And he asks her on behalf of all of us, will you give me permission to come into the world? Will you allow me to be like you, to be one with you, to take your humanity? Will you give me the humanity of your flesh, 15-year-old virgin? So God, in a sense, first took permission. He humbles himself before us and asks to come to descend to us. And in the same way, he asks us, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you want to believe in the Son of God? I can present myself to you, I can make myself known, but will you allow me to? Or will you close your eyes and close your heart and harden your heart to me? And so, the question is, is a dangerous question. This question, do you believe in the Son of God, is the most dangerous question. Because on this question rests risking our whole life. There, there is no middle ground when it comes to a life of faith. Either we say, yes, Lord, I believe, or I say, thank you, but no thank you. Sister Ruth Burroughs, she says, the mortal enemy of faith is our own selfishness. It is one thing to give an intellectual assent to the truth of Jesus and to his role in our lives, quite another to believe in him or on him. That is to make him and him alone the ground on which we stand, the vantage point from which we view all things, make all judgments and choices. True faith is not a mere assent of the mind, leaving the rest of us untouched. It is a sword piercing, penetrating our innermost vitals, leaving no area unaffected. It is no wonder we are not in a hurry to believe. It is going to mean the destruction of self-seeking. So to say, yes, Lord, I believe, it means a sword that will pierce every part of your inner being. It will leave nothing untouched, nothing unaffected, if we really believe if we really live by faith, not simply the idea of faith, not simply intellectually, to say, yes, I understand, I, I, I give a sort of assent of my mind to the idea, to the concept. No, faith means a, a sword that pierces your life and cuts up everything that is self-seeking within you and within me. And it's a dangerous question because it means a tremendous risk that we live moment by moment. Every moment we take a risk to continue believing. We see the risk in the blind man when we look at this dilemma that he faces. Do I trust my parents who raised me? Do I, trust, do I trust the leaders of the synagogue, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who are supposed to be the authorities uh, on all things relating to truth? 
Do I trust my own instinct? Who do I trust? And Jesus stands before him and says, do you believe in the Son of God? If he says yes, it means he has to distrust all those other voices. If he says, yes, Lord, I believe, it means that he is rejecting the voices of all the others that are contrary to this voice. Every other voice that contradicts this voice, no matter how close it is to us, no matter how much we've trusted it in the past, no matter how much it convinces us that it's right, must be rejected, must be thrown out and trampled underfoot. This is the, this is the dangerous position that he's in. Who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? It is he who is standing before you and he's speaking to you now. What will you do? What will you do? What will I do? So this is the, this is the, the risk that we take every day. And this risk, of course, means also that there's a demand to keep loving because faith calls us to love. Faith calls us to put our relationship that we have with God into practical day-by-day, minute-by-minute application. St. Paul says, what matters is love or faith expressing itself through love. In other words, Faith, again, can never just be a theory in my life. It can't be a feeling. It can't be, you know, uh, goosebumps. Faith means that I put my, my hand to the plow and I work. Every day, every moment. The answer is always love. Even to the extent of forgiving 70 times 70, yes. To loving your enemies, yes. This is the, the proof of our faith. So this, the blind man then came. He must, he must arrive at a place where he distrusts all the other voices in his life, but he believes the one voice that convicts him, that stands in front of him and asks him, do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he, Lord? This is the response. Do you believe in the Son of God? Who is you, Lord? And here, the Lord places a condition for faith, which is humility. If you were blind, he says, you would have no sin to the Pharisees. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. The question again is, who is he, Lord? How do I recognize him? How can I recognize the voice of God? How can I recognize that he's speaking to me? How can I recognize that he's looking at me? How do I recognize him? And Jesus says here, the humble person will recognize him. That's why the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't recognize him. He says again, if you were blind, that means if you were humble, if you were to admit that you know nothing, that you're not all that, that you don't have all the answers. If you were to admit that, you would have no sin. And I would open your eyes too, like I opened the eyes of the blind man, the gift of faith. But because you say we see, you remain in your arrogance, you remain in your pride, you remain in your intellectual prowess. 
I understand, I know, I read, I study, I'm this and that. That attitude means you will not recognize me. I belong to the poor, I belong to the humble, I belong to the, to the, to the weak and sinful. They will recognize me, but the arrogant man will never recognize me. Do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he, Lord? And for those of us who say that we believe, we can never exhaust our, our knowledge, our vision of who God is in our lives. So again, Sister Ruth Burroughs says, I cannot understand a love that is not always wanting to know more of the beloved so that it may love even the more. So again, another sign of faith is a burning desire to know him more. Otherwise, again, our faith is just an intellectual faith. It's a, a, a faith that is governed by emotions and feelings. But a true faith has a burning longing, a burning desire, a hunger, a constant hunger and thirst. Lord, I want to know you more. Yes, I know you, I, I met you. Like the blind man, my eyes were opened. That's not enough. You are infinite. You are unlimited. You are eternal. I want to know you more. And this is the question for us. Do we have this burning desire in our hearts? Is this what occupies our mind and our hearts day and night? Or is it just something that we think about on Sundays? Or during Holy Week? The Lord's response, Who is he, Lord? The blind man asks. The Lord's response is, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Look, listen, observe, search, look. He says, you are looking at him. He's right, I'm right in front of you. Who is the Son of God? Who is God? What is truth? Pilate asked the same question. What is truth? Jesus was standing in front of him. He didn't understand truth is person. It's not outside. Look, listen, observe, ask, seek, knock. And look at the response. This is the beautiful ending, right? Lord, I believe. I recognize you. I hear you. I trust you. In, in such a short period of time, Lord, I have distrusted all of these people and all of these uh, institutions that I was raised with and that promised me that they know best for me and told me why I was blind in a moment Lord you convinced me that they are false and you are true I believe so I find that this gospel is very um, it's very appropriate as we approach Holy Week. Because I was thinking about Christ on the cross. Jesus said, And when I am lifted up from the earth, but I will draw all men to myself. When I am what, lifted up on the earth, when my arms are outstretched on the cross, and the world is below looking up at me, 
And he says, from that vantage point, but I will draw all men to myself. It's as if, it's as if he says to the world, when I'm on the cross and I look at you and you look at me and you don't recognize God in me because I'm mangled and disfigured and ugly and beaten and bruised and scandalized. When you look at me and you don't recognize that this is God, that this is truth, that this is what I should stake my life on, at that very moment I will ask you, do you believe in the Son of God? Not do you believe in the Son of God when He comes in glory. Everybody will believe in the Son of God when He comes in glory. Each one of us will, will fall prostrate on the, on the ground and we will confess Him as the Lord and Savior and, and God of all creation. There will be no doubt. But He says to us next week, He says to us next week, do you recognize me from here? Do you believe that I am the Son of God? And He says to us also from the Eucharist. When you come today, when I come today to take communion, Listen to his voice. Does he say to you, do you believe in the Son of God? If you say, yes, Lord, I believe, then he says, come. Eat, drink. But even more, if we recognize him broken on the cross, and we say, yes, Lord, I believe. If we recognize him in the bread and the wine, that taste just like bread and wine, that look just like bread and wine, and we say, yes, Lord, I believe, then also do you recognize him in the nothingness, and the silence, when there's no sign of him? When there is no cross, when there is no Eucharist, when there, when there is no miracles, when, there is, when there's just destruction around us, when there's just misery around us, when there's just war and plagues and pandemics and famines that are coming, the news tells us that many poor countries are about to go through famines. When, when all of this is happening around us and we find no signs, signs of God, it's in that silence he's going to ask each of us, do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? It is he who you know, who you have seen, who you have touched, who you have tasted, who is standing before you now and speaking with you. Yes, Lord, I believe. This is the faith when the blind man opens up for us to opens up for us to, uh, to think about as we approach Holy Week. And glory be to God now, our and to the ages of the ages.